What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. Very different episode today. I'm your host, Jack Vita. As I mentioned, things are going to be quite different from what they normally are on the podcast today, but hey, no sports right now. We're trying stuff out. We currently do not have any sports going on. Not a whole lot to talk about in that world. We did, however, get some word that the PGA Tour is planning to resume in June, which is great news, and hopefully it won't be too long until the other leagues follow suit and we can get some sports back on our TVs as it gets a little warmer out and things can start to return to normal. But as of right now, on April 23rd, 2020, there are no sports going on. That's okay. We are going to do something different today. Something that's been on my heart lately is I know that A lot of folks have been discouraged in this current time of quarantining and of social distancing, living life in isolation, living life a way that it's not intended to be lived for an extended period of time. But we're going to get through this time. So my idea was, hey, let's go live on Facebook. I'm going to talk with a good friend of mine and we can just have a good conversation about life. What have we been up to lately? What's going on in our hearts? What have we been learning in this time? How are we making the most of this quarantine period? And what is God teaching us? What can we learn? How, what are we doing here? And what? how can we make the best of these difficult circumstances? So I had an excellent time last night. I went live on Facebook with Michael Merritt. Mike is a great friend of mine from Carthage. And you will hear plenty about our friendship and stuff that we are doing right now, how we're passing the time, how we are staying motivated and staying self-disciplined. And just we wanted to make something that's encouraging to people because I know it's really easy to be overwhelmed in this time. So I hope you all enjoy. I now present you with my conversation on Facebook with Mike Merritt. But before I do, I should also mention I was using a new software in order to go live. So the mic quality is not up to par. It sounds a little different. You should be able to hear me speaking clearly, but I apologize. My microphone, for whatever reason that I normally use, I'm talking to you on right now, was not synced up properly. So things may sound a little different, but I don't think... It should be a big issue, but I just wanted to put that little disclaimer in there at the start of this podcast. All right, let's go. Let's. Here's my conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Merritt. I'm being joined by a great friend, Mike Merritt. Uh, Mike's been a friend of mine for seven years now. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Seven years, long time. Since we were freshmen in college. Yeah. Time's going by quick. You are in North Carolina right now. Yep. What have you and your wife, Amanda, been up to since everything just went crazy? What have you, how have you guys been spending the time? Yeah. So, um, so this is like week six for us in quarantine. I started working from home about six weeks ago. I was able to move my work online pretty easily. I think Amanda started working from home about five, four or five weeks ago. Um, and we've been doing a lot of new stuff to kind of keep things interesting, like taking up new hobbies. Um, we've been doing yoga 
together. Oh, nice. Week. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, I'm stretching muscles that I've probably never stretched in my life. <laughs> uh, reading a ton, cooking a ton, um, and not really going out a whole lot at all. Are you enjoying it? Or like on a scale of one to 10, how different is your life right now from how it normally is? Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite different. We had planned to go on a couple of trips during quarantine. So we were originally going to go to Germany at the end of March. Oh, man. Yeah, for about a week for a conference. And that trip kind of fell through. We were going to actually be in Wisconsin this weekend. Um, that ended not hap- ended up not happening. Um, so things have changed quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, is, it is very different, especially for me with uh, no sports going on. This was yeah. pretty much my worst nightmare when I first found out about it. Yeah. So how do you, how do you stay connected with athletes and teams um, even during quarantines? I, I know that a lot of different teams and like the MLB and NBA are doing some kind of fun, interesting things, but how have you um, stayed connected? You know, a lot of them I know have been playing video games um, where you can watch them play 2K or MLB The Show. But I'm just not I'm not a big esports kind of guy. It's not very interesting to me to watch people. Other people play video games. Now, I will play a little bit myself. But, yeah, you know, for me, it's basically been a little bit of like a fast from the world of sports because they're really other than you got the NFL draft happening tomorrow night. So there's, there's, and we had the NFL free agency stuff happen about a month ago with Tom Brady leaving new England. But other than that, I mean, we really haven't had a whole lot going on in the world of sports. So I've looked at it as an opportunity. All right. There are a couple things. One, I made a list of movies and shows that I've always wanted to watch. And so I've been working through that list a little bit. And in addition to that, I thought, you know, in my life, and this is where we'll talk a little bit about God, my life, sports have always been a constant for me. And I, I, through all winter, I look forward to the spring. I look forward to March Madness. I look forward to baseball season starting up. And when those things were just sort of stripped away and we didn't have any of that, I was like, all right, you know what? I realized I was reminded only God is constant. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this stuff is temporary. So that's been, that initially gave me a lot more of a dependence on God because I just felt so shell-shocked from things being different. Mm-hmm. That's good. You mentioned you've been uh, moving through a list of like TV shows and movies to watch. What are some of the, the favorites from that list so far? <laughs> So I've only watched a few movies, but I saw a few movies I had never seen before. Have you seen What About Bob? No. Oh, my goodness. With Bill Murray? No, I don't think I have. Oh, man. You got to see that. It's a great movie. How about Naked Gun? You got You have to have yeah. seen Naked Gun. I, I, I have seen it. Oh, man. That movie was just yeah. so funny. It's so hilarious. It's so great. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> And I saw another one. I saw a movie called Kingpin. It's a very bizarre movie. Yeah. Uh, who's in that movie? <laughs> That's another Bill Murray. Uh, Woody Harrelson is in it. It's a bowling movie. Gotcha. Okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. What about you? What have you guys been watching? Yeah. So, um, like about a month ago, Netflix put the whole series community on. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and that's a show that when we were at Carthage, I had kind of watched randomly whenever it was on the TV um, and my roommates were watching it. Sometimes I would kind of tune in, but I really didn't know a ton about it. So we've been going through the whole show um, and it's it's pretty good. I think it's um, it's definitely become one of my favorite comedy shows. So I like it a lot. I think I saw the first two seasons of that yeah. and I never I never finished it, but I always thought it was really funny. It was a good one. Yeah. Some of the characters start to leave towards the, the middle to end of it. Um, like Chevy Chase and Donald Glover start to leave for fifth, fifth season, but it's, it's awesome. So and that's the problem with the office too. The people start leaving. <laughs> well, Michael Scott leaves. That's true. Not the same show anymore. Yeah. Well, that that's good time. Yeah. So I have been, in addition to that, I've been working on this podcast I had a really great interview a couple weeks ago with a former Survivor contestant, Reem Daly. That was a that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, how do you know the contestant? Yeah. So, uh, Reem actually, it's a funny story with Reem. Uh, if Reem, if you're watching, uh, leave a comment. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but Reem, so you have you heard of Cameo? Do you know what Cameo is? It's a service where you can purchase a personal greeting, like a birthday message from a celebrity. And so there are some reality stars on there. So I bought one from Reem and she wished my sister a happy birthday. And I got to know her after that. And she's become a friend of mine and she's awesome. So we did the interview uh, a couple weeks ago. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Heard a lot of stuff about her experience on the show. Cool. Is that kind of like a like a dream come true to get to interview like a celebrity from one of your <laughs> Well, she was the third one I've interviewed now from the show. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I guess like if I was like ten years old, I'd be like, if you told me, oh my gosh, you're gonna interview some people from Survivor, I'd be like, that's amazing, that's insane. But I think since I've interviewed a lot of people before and I've become more of a journalist, you just become more used to seeing people as people, I think. Mm -hmm. Cool. That's awesome. So in addition to that, I also uh, borrowed my buddy's Wii. And so I've been playing some old GameCube games on the Wii. Nice. What have you been playing? Did you ever have a GameCube? I did, yeah. Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine. Nice, cool. You play that one? I I think I've played it before. Yeah, like at a friend's house and stuff. Um, my big games that I loved playing on GameCube were uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Oh yeah. Um, I played a couple of Legend of Zelda games. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. That's awesome. And by the way, guys, if you're just joining us, leave a comment. Let me know that you're watching or where you're watching it. I, for whatever reason, I'm not seeing any comments here. We might, it might just be that no one's commenting, but it could also be that this thing's not working properly. But they're probably, we're probably up against a tough lineup tonight. They're probably like, <laughs> I know everyone's been going live on Facebook lately. I've gotten a lot of notifications. Have you been getting, oh, look at that. We got a comment. Do you see, can you see the comment? I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Peter Merritt wants to know, 
Michael, what is your most memorable moment on the GameCube? That's your brother, Peter, by the way, for those who don't know. I think Peter... (laughs) (laughs) We're probably thinking of the same thing, that uh, when I was uh, quite a bit younger, I lost some sort of game on GameCube to my older brother, Joel, and got really upset that I lost. We... Uh, it became a serious altercation, and I actually <laughs> punched my brother in the face and hand, broke one of the bones in my hand. Um, what was that last part with your hand? I broke one of the bones in my hand. Oh, so my. I had to wear a cast for a couple of weeks. <laughs> actually, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter is so happy that he uh, left that question there. <laughs> what else? There, we got. We, that was our first comment. If other people have uh, questions, send them in. It'd be fun to hear. Yeah. Um. Did you ever play Rocket Power Beach Bandits? No. You ever watch Rocket Power? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's this Rocket Power game and. I was a fan of Rocket Power. I thought that was one of the better Nick shows. And uh, it's a fun game. I just got it off eBay, actually, for about $2. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other favorite GameCube games that I had. So when I was younger, I was like super into Lord of the Rings and would like pretty much try to get any Lord of the Rings thing that I could get my hands on. So we played all those video games, um, all the Lego games, like Lego Star Wars and stuff. Totally love those. Oh, those were great games. I had those ones on the Xbox. I've had a lot of different consoles over the years. Do you play anything now? Yeah, so I've been playing the Wii, um, these old GameCube games. And then I also, so I have a great brother. My brother gave me a PS4. And in addition to giving me a PS4, he also gave me an Xbox One. Why he gave me both of them, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure. I think he's just a great guy. Um, so I really only use one of those consoles. Uh, but I've been playing a little bit of NBA 2K20 on the PS4. So if anyone is watching and they want to play me, hit me up. I'm down to play. And MLB The Show, I have a season going. Uh, it's last year's game, and it's the Cubs. And the Cubs are actually in first place uh, in the, game, the, the mode I'm playing, which means I should really, they should have hired me as their new Cubs, the new manager for the Cubs. Yeah. What about you? You play anything? Not right now. Uh, you know, every now and then Amanda and I will, will get on and play like Mario Kart or something like that. Um, but it's been quite a while. I was actually going to ask you, speaking of uh, the show and some MLB players playing on the show, uh, do you know anything about the, some people from the NBA playing horse. Yeah, they did an ESPN special last week yeah. where it was uh they I didn't watch it. I watched maybe like 10 minutes of it okay. and it looked like they had pre-recorded some shots and they kind of were like sending them back and forth to each other and they were shooting around in their driveway or their indoor courts. Yeah. Um but I was thinking that'd probably be a fun thing to play with a friend over Snapchat or something like that. You yeah. can do your own version of it. That sounds like kind of the perfect thing to play with somebody like virtually. You can still compete against somebody, but be at your own house. So I thought that was super cool when I heard about that. Yeah, because actually physical activity as opposed to 
video games and i have been doing these online board games i want to play with you either settlers monopoly or risk i'm wondering which of those is your uh strong suit probably monopoly um but i don't want to get too competitive <laughs> i'm not worried about it taking taking days to finish games but oh you know what so when was the last time you played monopoly it's been a couple of years okay so been playing a lot lately these online games and online games are a lot faster than in-person games but i think the reason why monopoly takes so long when you are a uh, kid is because you're a kid and you don't know how to invest in you don't understand the strategy it takes forever to make trades with people but as adults i think the game moves a lot faster because you understand real estate a little better and you understand business that's my that's my theory at least okay we should we should put the theory to the test i'm down let's play sometime it's by the way i uh made a smoothie here this is a pineapple coconut smoothie it's a really great recipe. All you do is you put in like a cup of pineapple, a half a cup of coconut water, and some ice, and boom. It's a very healthy smoothie. Frozen pineapple? Not frozen? I, I, I just use regular. I don't put it in the freezer, but then I put ice in there. So that'll make it cool and uh, more chunky, I guess. Okay, nice. Yeah, are you a smoothie guy? Yeah, I mean... Uh... I am. I've been doing a couple of smoothies lately. Um, have you ever heard of a mango lassie? Mango lassie. What? What? Tell me about this mango lassie. Yeah. So it's um, the first time that I had it. I was actually at an uh, an Indian restaurant in Asheville, North Carolina, um, and it's it's pretty popular in Indian cuisine. So it has it has like frozen or even non frozen mango chunks in it a good amount of yogurt um, and then cardamom is the other big thing. And it's basically like a mango smoothie, but it's, it's super delicious. And we always have some sort of fruit puree at home. We've got strawberries right now because strawberries are in season in North Carolina. We, we blend that in with it. So I'll wow. be those. Sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you're going to have to make me one of those when uh, this COVID-19 thing is over and I'm able to come visit you guys. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so were you pretty shocked by just everything unfolding the way it did yeah yeah definitely um i remember so at the very beginning of march um late february and beginning of march um i was supposed to like i was telling you before jack i was supposed to go to germany for a conference for about a week yeah um and things started to develop so quickly. It was almost unbelievable how from one day to the next, the situation like across the world was changing. I remember like I had um, a bet with a good friend of mine who was supposed to go to the conference. Um, and we, you know, like bet 10 bucks or something. I was positive that I would be going to Germany um, around the end of March um, I, I would have never thought that we'd have to stay home from the trip completely. Um, and it ended up being that about two weeks before the trip, um, the entire thing was canceled. The conference was called off. And then after that, um, over the next couple of days, planes, plane tickets started to be, you know, canceled and refunded and all that stuff. So, um, pretty unbelievable. I mean, they, a lot of people are saying this is like a once in a generation sort of thing, but I think it's 
even quite a bit more rare than that. Yeah, I mean, without getting into the politics of it or anything like that, I mean, I definitely, there are parts of it where I wonder, like, if we lived in a society where we didn't have these technological advances, would we be going to these lengths to protect ourselves? And I don't know the answer to that. I personally think it might be a little different. Um, but thankfully, we do have all this stuff to help us stay entertained and help us stay connected. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we if we didn't have social media and we weren't so well connected by the internet, um, it may be that people would be freaking out less, but um, people would also be a lot less aware of what was going on around the world. Um, you know, people may have been traveling by plane to other parts of the world. Um, and it could have been months before they had actually caught the spread of the coronavirus. And by then it would have been too late. So in some ways, um, it's kind of been a, like a saving grace sort of thing. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I would say everything just drastically changed for me um, overnight because it was, I remember I started writing a blog about this and I'll finish it. And so you guys are watching or listening to the audio feed of this. You can check out my blog once it's posted. But basically I wrote, I, I was writing about, it was like the 7th of, no, the 8th of March. I think it was a Sunday. Yeah. And so that's Sunday. It was like, okay, here we go. We're two and a half weeks from baseball season. We're a week away from Selection Sunday. School, I'm working at the school. I'm working, I'm doing dog walking. Everything is sort of about to ratchet up and turns, things are going to be crazy for me because I, I'm going to be podcasting on this whole March Madness and I'll be podcasting on MLB season preview, which I've also released my ML, some of my MLB preview podcast i do think baseball will be played eventually it might take a little while but we went from that sunday valpo playing in the conference championship game to three days later i think it was a wednesday night where all of a sudden we we have earlier that day we're told no fans at march madness then it goes to um nba is shutting down and then all the other leagues follow suit so then we're no sports and then school shuts down. So now I'm not working at my school anymore. And we just got word we'll be done for the school year, which was expected. I was expecting that to happen. So that's unfortunate because I love, I love CHA. I love being there. This is such a great environment to work in, but obviously things are the way that they are. And the jobs that I do are not jobs that, are required because I'm a, I'm a lunchroom supervisor. So unless uh, parents want to uh, FaceTime me in when their kids are eating their lunch, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm needed. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. <laughs> and then uh, I do all this dog walking. And now that all these businesses are, people are working from home, then it's like, they don't need me anymore. So things have been very different. But I will say the positive in all this, because beginning I was I was having a tough time with this. It was sort of depressing. And that's why I want to talk about this with everyone. And I'm hoping that other people who are watching can find some commonality with what we're talking about. But I mean, it was crushing 
for me because it was so ch everything changed. But I realized, all right, so what are the things that I've wanted to do? And I've always said, I'm going to do this, but I don't have the time. Uh, and as I started thinking about that for question for other people. So for me, I am sort of in a point where I'm like, you know what? I've been healthy for a few months now because um, I had my thyroid taken out of me a year ago. And for the last few months, everything's been really stable and good. And so it sort of seems like I'm near the end of the tunnel for that. So praise God for that. That's number one. And then I, so I'm thinking, okay, so maybe it's time for me to, uh, once this whole thing calms down, it's, I'll be going out and looking for a full-time job. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens, but now I'm like, all right. So now, right now God has removed so many things, so many distractions, one. So it's an opportunity to just be in the word more and be in prayer more. In addition to that though, I'm like, all right, so Time to start working on getting my resume together. I've been working on creating a website. I've gotten back to writing more blogs because I haven't done a whole lot of writing lately. So now I'm at a point where while it's not ideal, I'm thankful in a lot of ways because it says, you know, God says, be thankful in all circumstances. Oh, that's good. So that was a long uh, tangent. <laughs> I should have given you more chances to cut in. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about ways that um, I've been kind of like learning in the midst of this. Um, I think what it's really kind of shown me and probably a lot of people is um, like what's what your tendencies are and what sort of lifestyle you revert to when a lot of um, the aspects of normal life are kind of taken away. Um, so like when you're, especially for those of us in the church, um, what do things look like in your daily Christian life when, uh, when your community is taken away? For a lot of people, I think it's such a, a sustaining part of, of their faith is, you know, who they, who they interact with and they really kind of feed off of other people. Um, so yeah, that's been super interesting. And also, uh, just kind of like trying to find ways to stay, uh, connected to people in church and in community when it's not always the easiest thing to do, um, kind of push past some of your barriers and fears that you have, maybe with um, reaching out to somebody over um, like a video call or something. Yeah, I mean, I think about this is an opportunity, and I'm sure several other people, I'm not the only person that's trying to take advantage of it. I hope everyone is. is I've had some of our other friends from college who, Unfortunately, I don't talk. We don't talk to each other as much as we would like to because life gets in the way. But we've been doing a lot of uh, group video calls. It seems like we've had at least one going each week. And it just kind of happens. It's sort of like we have like a Facebook group and or not like a like a group chat. And if one of us is bored, someone might just ring and whoever picks it up, you're just talking to that person, I guess. So <laughs> that's been kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, some of my friends from high school, um, we've been just like getting together every Monday to, um, we'll play cards online together. Um, we're going to start like home brewing at our own homes and like presenting it, uh, when we get together. So it's, it's a cool time where people can kind of 
encourage each other to take up hobbies and do all sorts of interesting stuff. And I think um, some of it maybe stems from boredom. And I think um, some of it stems from just wanting to um, connect with people in whatever way you can. And people are kind of going to creative lengths to be able to do that. Yeah. I think part of it also, what you're talking about, part of it is just people are creative and maybe they haven't realized how creative they are and they've had opportunities to be creative. I mean, I think about if you've ever wanted to write a book, write a movie, write a play or a musical, learn an instrument, uh, insert, paint a picture, create a sculpture. All these things are artistic. There are other things you can do that might not be as artsy, like starting a podcast or writing a blog. You've always wanted to do this, or you've always been interested in doing it, but for whatever reason, you felt either discouraged by being too busy or discouraged by thinking you might not be good enough. But if you're like me, and you don't, because I, I know some people, like their lives might not have changed too much because they still have to work 40 hours a week, still got, or they're in school and they got just a ton of work. So maybe don't have as much time as you would like to. And hey, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind being in that position. Uh, so make the most of that. Be thankful for what you still have. But if you're like me and you're sort of in a spot where you don't have the normal stuff that you're busy with, it's an opportunity to try to work on one of those things. Yeah. yeah. And it's also a great opportunity to... Um, kind of like reach out to people who you normally wouldn't reach out to, especially a lot of people that are super affected by all this. Um, yeah. You know, like older people or um, maybe people that don't have a whole lot of family that you can reach out to. Um, yeah. It's, it's a good time. There are so many opportunities for charity and stuff like that. It's, it's kind of crazy. It's, I think it's allowing people to kind of reflect a little bit giving people good opportunities to do things that we feel like we should have been doing a long time ago. Um, so. Absolutely. Totally. I mean, yeah. Have you been having, or have some of your friends been impacted by um, either working in a hospital or being someone they love being infected with COVID-19? So um, I do uh, know some people that have, been affected by it um kind of like second degree so we have um we have some friends that go to our church we were actually just uh talking to them a little bit more than an hour ago um and they have family members who um have been assigned in a hospital to basically like the covid unit of a hospital and so they had to um not see these family members for two or three weeks um we have friends from church that are nurses and stuff like that and are working in these hospitals um, and in places where they're in pretty close contact with people that they're, they think have the virus. And so a lot of them are kind of like sitting at home or their spouses are at home and they're just kind of like um, pretty sure they're going to get the virus and they're just kind of waiting for it to happen. So um, mm-hmm. it's good to encourage those people and just to kind of talk to them and hear them out and stuff. So yeah, that's been good. It's been a crazy time. I mean, fortunately for me, we don't really know anyone who's contracted it. Um, but 
I definitely, uh, one of my friends is a nurse at a children's hospital. And since she's at a children's hospital, COVID-19 isn't um, something that they're as like, it's not, it's not affecting them as much as it is affecting other hospitals, but I'm so thankful for all that she's been doing. And she's someone that I've been trying to check in with every now and then make sure everything's good. So you don't know anybody personally that's gotten it? No, do you? No, I don't. So entertainment-wise, now that we don't have any sports and <laughs> we don't know, I mean, I'm curious what will be interesting is how many TV shows and stuff that normally would be filming right now. Yeah. What I'm just curious what TV is going to look like this summer and even going into the fall. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine like going into the summer, it seems like um, a lot of shows have probably already been filmed and kind of like cut together. But who knows what who knows what will happen? I imagine that even down the line, um, things will be affected quite a bit. So um, imagine like live TV or something like that. Um, I know a lot of um, late night shows that we like. Um, you and I are both big admirers of Saturday Night Live, and it's kind of yeah. to see what's happened there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I was watching Survivor before we got on this uh, call. Survivor, The Amazing Race, um, Big Brother, all these shows that Big Brother is one that they shoot in the summertime as it goes on. That's been it looks like that's going to be delayed. They haven't they've had to postpone filming for the next season of Survivor. They've also had to postpone The Amazing Race. So that's a, that's a bit of a bummer, but I think I have a pretty good solution um, if they're unable to shoot those shows anytime soon. Okay. What's that? This summer, it will be the 20-year anniversary since Survivor Season 1, Survivor Borneo. I think it'd be kind of cool if they just aired that each week in the summertime, the, old, the original first Survivor Season. Reruns of it? Yeah. They should do a survival where people are trying to survive at home. <laughs> they vote people out uh, via Skype call like this. I mean, Survivor is basically quarantine. There's just not as much social social distancing. So. I know, right? Yeah, yeah I think um, there could be a reality show just called Quarantined. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, and just like set up webcams in people's houses. <laughs> um, make sure you ask them before you do that. Don't just start filming people. Um, but yeah, that would be, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What was it? Something I was going to bring up. You were talking about the quarantine TV shows. Oh man. It's just, uh, things are crazy. Yeah. What's on your mind? What what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I'm curious about is, uh, what church life looks like for you. Um, and how that's been affected. I mean, for us, um, going to a small church, moving to online services was, um, you know, like it, it took some getting used to. People mm. really hadn't dealt with that sort of thing before. But what, what has it been like for you? Yeah, you know, it's definitely really different for me, too. I mean, being at a church where the sermons are simulcast 80% of the time, it's still very different being at home and hearing your preaching. But you know what? Something that's kind of 
cool that we've been doing is we've almost been watching more church services and watching more sermons because it sounds it's going to sound weird to say this, but it's almost like you can go to church anywhere you want each week. Yeah. And so my sister has her church back in Texas. She's home from school right now because her school year got I mean, she's doing all stuff online, but yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we will uh, watch our church in the morning, like the 9 a.m., then my mom will flip over and watch Greg Glory for a little bit, and we'll watch some of Greg Glory. You like Greg Glory? I do. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. And then my sister's church in Texas, she'll typically watch that at eleven. And then uh, my brother's church in LA is uh, sometimes my family will just tune into that one too. Yeah. So um, yeah, we've been uh, we've been tuning into at least the last couple of weeks, like Easter Sunday. My mom told me she went to church four different times on that day. Church hopping. Yeah. But I mean, really the big, the huge thing, obviously, like we talk about is just the, the difference of community. It's just so, so different right now. Um, hi, Myrna. I, I saw my, uh, my friend Myrna is watching right now. How, how are you, Myrna? Leave a comment. Um, but community is just so different because it's like we need to do more of this stuff, but obviously this isn't as good as the real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, is your is your church doing pretty much everything through their website, or um, are they pretty much just like airing the simulcasts and they have a band there and stuff like that? Yeah, and it's like the sermons look like they've been. It looks like the band comes together somewhere. I don't know where they shoot them rehearsing and they're all standing at a good distance from each other. And then the preaching looks like lately, it looks like the we've had different preachers each week um, or well, not every single week, but we've had uh, a rotating group of like three or four guys who've been preaching Um and it looks like lately they've been preaching out of their like living rooms, which is, you know, what's really funny about that is it's kind of like when I do a podcast, when a pastor makes a joke and there's no one there to laugh at their joke, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they almost need a laugh track or something. Yeah. that That's one thing that's interesting. Now that you mentioned that usually um, our pastor from the church that we go to, um, makes lots of jokes during the service and it's pretty funny. Um, and it seems like he's really cut back on that quite a bit because you have nobody to, to kind of feed off of. Um, so I'd be interested to see how like a lot of pastors, how their style is kind of evolving when they basically have no congregation in front of them. Yeah. Well, with the guys that I've been hearing, it seems like it's been the same. Um, but yeah, that's definitely, I mean, it makes sense because I just, in addition to podcasting, I also just shot a video for our chapel at school tomorrow at Christian Heritage. Uh, it'll be a great chapel. People should definitely tune in, even if they have no connection to CHA. But I was like the guest host for, I was the host of the chapel where I introduced the speakers and I just recorded a video and I was definitely feeling that same way where I was trying to connect with the audience but 
you don't have that like, hey, raise your hand if you are a Cubs fan and you miss baseball, you know. Yeah, you got to find other ways to connect with people. So. I think something that's been really interesting is I feel like I've seen so many people posting on social media where they say, guys, this is a lesson not to take anything for granted. We shouldn't take anything for granted, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Mm-hmm. And then what I think is funny is I've seen people who make these posts post stuff where they're complaining about how things are right now. And while things aren't ideal and I don't want this to be how the rest of our lives go. And (laughs) thankfully it won't be this will end. God will bring us through it. But what I will say is it's funny because those people are saying, don't take what you have for granted. And yet they're still taking what they have right now for granted. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I, I agree with you in it, like from a personal end, that's kind of hard to, to get right too, because, um, you know, like Amanda and I talk pretty often about like how, how fortunate we are, even in the midst of quarantine that we both have jobs that are going pretty well. I mean, her company is doing super well because they power lots of telecom services like Google and Skype. Um, we still have the things that are most important to us. Our family members are doing well. And we're, and we're able to spend lots of time together. But like, even in the midst of that, when things are so good, um, it's, you know, it's, it's easy to find another thing that, um, that you're not really content about. So I've been trying to remind myself a lot that, um, you know, this is not only just a season, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a good thing in some ways too. I don't think you can really enjoy lots of community that you have unless you have a good perspective of, um, what it's like to not have community. Um, I think you'll be that much more happy when you're with community if you understand um, what it's like to to be lonely too. So, Amen. Yeah, I think about what we are so fortunate to have. Like I have my family right now to help. We're all together. Um, I mean, we miss my brother. We miss Timmy. He's out in California and he's still out there. But the other four of us are all here. We're all together. That's pretty good. This is time that I'm going to get to spend with my family that I wouldn't have gotten to spend this much time with them otherwise. Yeah. So what have you been doing with your family? What sort of activities um, kind of keep you guys sane together? (laughs) So you know what we did? Um, I'll give another shout out to Reem, who was telling me before we podcasted, um, Reem from Survivor. She told me, hey, Jack, you guys should check this out. There is a site where you can create your own Jeopardy boards and people have posted Jeopardy boards. So they just make Jeopardy games. So <laughs> I created Vita Family Jeopardy and it was all Vita Family trivia questions. We played it last week. Hmm. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. And uh, we've watched some movies together. Um. My sister Laura and I have played some games together uh, on the GameCube. Yeah. So, yeah. My dad really wants to watch Airplane with me. I haven't seen Airplane. I saw um, was Naked Gun. I saw Naked Gun. Now I need to see Airplane. Yeah. Cool. So you're going through, like, lots of the old classic comedy movies, like a tour of Bill Murray stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. 
<laughs> Leslie Nielsen, the Zuckermans. I got some other movies on my list, but a lot of times when I say to my family, I'm like, hey, all right, I got all these movies. Which one do you want to watch? They want to see the comedies. At least uh, my dad does. They, they Maybe they're not as interested in watching a drama too many times. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, sometimes you just want something funny, especially if you had kind of like a long day or something. Yeah, we did a podcast two weeks ago on Happy Gilmore, which I don't know if there's a movie. Like there are movies like Bugs Life and stuff like that when I was a little guy that I, I watched like every single day. But in my adult life, I don't think there's a movie I've seen more than Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Did you have somebody join you with you, join with you when you were podcasting about Happy Gilmore? Yeah, uh, my friend Zach Jones. Shout out to Zach. Uh, we podcasted on that one. He's also seen Happy Gilmore at least sixty times. Last couple things I'd love to just discuss with you is, um, what is a piece of scripture that, whether it be a verse or a passage, that has spoken to you recently? that either applies to this COVID-19 pandemic or just something that you have just been going through personally? Yeah, yeah. Um, so one really cool thing is there are a bunch of pieces of scripture, but one thing that's kind of brought up pieces of scripture is I've done a weekly Bible study with my brothers and my dad, and that's been really cool. So we get together, um, and we were, we've been doing it since uh, the start of 2020. Um, a couple of my favorite passages that we've talked about um, is like when Jesus walked on water. Um, we did a valley of dry bones last week in Isaiah. Um, or sorry, not Isaiah. Um, Jeremiah. Um, and so, I mean, that's pretty cool. And I think maybe that one is applicable to um, to the how things are with coronavirus. Um but yeah, it's just been cool to get together with them um, and to kind of like dive into scripture a little bit more. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, the one for me that I will share, um, I mentioned it earlier, is First Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Nice. It's really easy to forget about giving thanks and even when things are going better than they are going right now we still feel like sometimes we feel like we're the reason that things are going good we we prayed for something for so long and then we received that answer to prayer and yet we don't thank god for it that's been something that i've been trying to remain thankful in everything that's been going on and just seeing those little blessings before my eyes instead of missing out on them. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, not to like kind of want to be, want to be done with quarantine so bad that you just kind of, uh, don't take a second to sit back and think about what you're actually learning through this time. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think there's, I've had points where I felt like, is there any way I could get that uh, click remote and just skip through this whole thing? Um, but then I realized I'm like, you know what? This is, this is each day. This is the day that the Lord has made. We let us rejoice and be glad. And there's something to be grateful for every single day. 
and there's still opportunities for us to have joy in this time and to receive comfort from the Lord and not trying to not allowing myself to miss out on that and trying to find fun things to do and ways to continue to grow. And I, I think we will look back on this time when it's over and we will just be so thankful for everything that we have. And my hope is that church attendance shoots up after this time. Like there've been people who maybe hadn't been going to church for the last couple of years. And they're like, you know what? Now I have that right. And I'm able to go back to church. Like I want to uh, let's, let's check out some churches. Let's do it. Cause I've been uh, cooped up for too long. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe now more than other ever, people are open to uh, the idea of the gospel and people are, you know, they're needing some sort of um, relief or safety or something. And so I think a lot of people are, are open to hearing the gospel right now. So. Amen. Yeah. Hey, Kyle Mead, Kyle Mead just uh, liked it. He's another friend of mine. Kyle, leave a question for us. We're about to log off. If you got a question for us, um, let's see. I had another question for you, but anything else on this, Mike, on this subject in particular? Uh, no. Yeah shoot with another question. Yeah. What are some local businesses that you've been trying to support recently? Yeah. Um, so we, of course we love restaurants and food. Um, yeah. A lot of restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that are really taking a hit right now. So I think a couple of my favorite restaurants that we're trying to support are, um, Local local coffee businesses. There's one called uh, Black and White. Yeah, give them a shout out. Give them a shout out so the good people of Raleigh can uh, send them some money. Give them some money. Black and White Coffee out of Wake Forest is making some great stuff. We've been brewing tons of their stuff at home. Um, Jubala Coffee, which is near NC State, we love going there. Um, I think those are two of the big ones right now. Um, yeah, and places that. Um, maybe can't do as much takeout. So we were just talking with some friends about um, maybe like some local bars and stuff like that, that are um, really more of a social place. Anyways, it's a place that people kind of gather. Um, and so it's, it's difficult when they don't, you know, they're not really able to adapt to takeout easily. Um, so yeah, we're, we're doing our best to support a bunch of local restaurants and coffee shops. It's super important to us. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I've been trying to go to like the little hole in the wall places in my town and the towns next to me that I love. I'll uh, throw out a few names out there if anyone lives around my area. Uh, just a few food recommendations. Great stuff. Hot dogs, Little Island in Evanston, Little Island hot dog stand or mustard. Both those places are great. Chili cheese dogs, cheese fries. Sarkis for breakfast. That's a good one. Uh, Captain Nemo's in Kenilworth and uh, Chuck Wagon and Wilmette Burgers and stuff like that. And then uh, there's only one chain that I've been continuing to be like, I, I still want to make sure they get my money. Can you guess what chain that is? Chick-fil-A. That is correct. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> their breakfast. It's just so amazing. Have you had their breakfast? Yeah, I mean, I've gotten like a like a chicken bis a fried chicken biscuit mm. breakfast. I mean, yeah, that's usually my go-to. I, I don't really get much else there just because it's my favorite. So. What do you put on that fried chicken biscuit? 
Uh, usually I just eat it plain. So I'm going to give a shout out. Kyle Mead, who just gave us a like. He suggested this to me. Grape jelly. On the chicken biscuit. Grape jelly. Yeah. It's amazing. I was like, why? Why would you put that with chicken? But you think about it. Jelly tastes good on toast and biscuits and stuff like that. Yep. Oh, so I put honey on there, too. Honey's good. Yeah, honey's like, I would say, if I would put anything on there, it would be honey. It'd be kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the last thing I have for you, and then we're going to log off, okay. is how can we be praying for you in this time? Yeah, I mean, and for Amanda as well. Yeah, I think um, there are two that come to mind. Um, one is just for kind of like peace at home, our relation, my relationship here with Amanda. Um, you know, the first couple of days that she was home, um, we were kind of like butting heads a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. we figured out how to like uh, separate our workspace um, and kind of like keep. Um, like some sort of healthy distance, not um, not like oversaturate our time together, but have uh, appropriate time where we're able to go do work and then um, hang out later in the day was important. So I think just prayers that um, we keep doing well with that. Um, and then the other one is um, maybe more important for um, what happens after quarantine, but I think it's also important for what happens during quarantine. And it's, it's related to... Uh, Usually when you don't see people a lot, it's harder to really care about what's going on in their lives. Mm. You you kind of like fall into this trap of thinking that the world um, is only really what you can see around you. Um, and what's, you know, what's happening and what matters is only the stuff that you're aware of. But really there are uh, hundreds of people that you know, thousands of people that you know, and millions of people around this country um, that are all going through similar things. Um, and so I think just, yeah, prayers for compassion that even though we're isolated, um, we still would care about what's going on with other people. Awesome. Amen. I will certainly be praying for you guys and hopefully the viewers of our feed will be as well. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Anything for you? Yeah, for me, I'd just say continuing to trust God in this time. I think, you know, I'm figuring out um, the next steps for me in terms of getting job applications together. But obviously, it's not really an ideal time to apply for jobs. So just trusting God with that process. But in the meantime, remaining productive because I think it's really easy to not be productive right now believe it or not no matter we have so much time but i don't know have you found it challenging to be productive at all yeah definitely uh working from home is not uh is not my forte it's it's very easy to get distracted so i i get that yeah and so it's funny i just realized the other day i got so much more done the day that it was um, really sunny and warm outside. It, it just boosted my mood. It gave me so much more energy. I was able to work and just have the windows open or sit outside. Um, so you can pray that I'm able to remain productive, remain joyful. And lastly, to remain positive because 
I definitely, being an extrovert, you know how big of an extrovert I am. Uh, it's not my favorite thing to just be stuck inside for this long. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I'll be praying for that. Awesome. Well, Mike, this was so great. Take care of yourself. I'll check in with you soon and uh, watch out because I'm a little rascal on the Monopoly boards. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jack. Have a good All day. All right. See you, Mike. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening to our episode of the podcast today. Remember that you can subscribe to The Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, and you will never miss an episode. You will always be notified whenever there is fresh content available for your consumption please leave a five-star rating and review. Write a few words on iTunes. goes a long way helping me getting this podcast up and off the ground and expanding the podcast to new audiences. That would be a huge help, and I would really, really appreciate that. As I mentioned, I hope today's episode was something that was encouraging for all of you. If you liked it, I may do it again sometime soon. Maybe I will go live on Facebook sometime next week or the following week. And we can have a similar conversation. Just check in, talk about life, talk about mental health, talk about God, talk about everything that's going on in this crazy world today and how we are going to get through it, guys, because we will get through it. I know it is the truth. I believe it. Stay positive. Stay trusting God. We will get through this. Until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs>